Let's do it. Do it too. Do it right. Do Doing it the motherfucking right. countdown right now. 30 second countdown. You know how we do. Usually oh, I do my. Can you use it? My bad. I tried to do it right this time. This time. I tried to do it right. This time. Every time. That's the coffee. That's the bullshit. Can I close her down? I can close her down. We Gucci. Where are we going to get our notes? What do you mean? I got the notes. I got all the notes. You got the notes? I got the notes. You got the notes? I got the notes. I got the weed. I think the mic is all Gucci. We sound good. Hope everybody can hear us. We all set. Thumbs up if you can hear me, motherfucker. If not, we Gucci. I think. I mean, I'm pretty sure my mic is working. I'm 90% sure my mic is working. All right, then we chill What's up, y'all? Happy motherfucking Sunday. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Welcome back to the Dope Thoughts Podcast. We appreciate all y'all coming through, spending time with us. Y'all know all that good shit. All that good shit. It's all love. We feel blessed. Y'all are the best. Facts. We hope everybody is having a wonderful Sunday, just like us. It does suck. That, yo, yesterday we had perfect, amazing thought weather. You yesterday was thought weather, 100%. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Can we also discuss the fact that... Hey. Hey, hey. That's Luca. Luca, what's up, Luca, 1357? Uh, I probably said that wrong. Don't choke me. It's okay. But it was nice, what, 77? Okay. Almost you know 80 what? degrees yesterday? It was. Also, let me back for a second. Speaking about people getting your name wrong, my name is Shahane. Shahane, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. Spell it for spell it spell it for it's retards because I'm spelling. okay. It's an S, S and then a ha ha and then an N E. Okay, so it's a, it's a, that's where we at. That's where we at. My parents is funny motherfuckers. So, um, I don't know why this is now the second time in my life a bitch has been called Stephanie. Who called you Stephanie? Some rando. Oh, they ain't tell you about my side bitch right now, right? Stephanie, I don't know about no Stephanie. You trying to get your ass handed to you this morning. <laughs> and I said this morning, even though it's 420, because, oh, it's 420. you know, it's Sunday. Yeah, yeah spark facts. that shit. Uh, so, you know what? I Please don't take shit personal, but simultaneously. Really, motherfuckers? Y'all adding letters? There's no P. There's no T. There ain't nothing. None of these. It's an S. It's a ha-ha. And it's an N-E. I shouldn't have got Stephanie twice in my life. No, Y'all no. ignorant motherfuckers. Y'all just want to see these fucking white names on pieces of paper. I get it. We but, different. Um, answering the question now, we are having a wonderful Sunday. It just sucks. Oh. That <laughs> yesterday was so gorgeous and nice. We went to a park all an hour away. We oh. sat by a lake for about two hours and just sat in the sun all high. And just, it was great. I saw one of my co-workers and one of their cute-ass Frenchie bulldogs, and I wanted to kidnap that little motherfucker. Two, yeah, two little Frenchies. And um, it just sucked that today is cloudy as fuck. And I don't mind. At least, you know, it's above that 40s. You know, it's like 55 yeah, right is, now. We're so, in the mid-50s. I will take that. I'll take it. Don't get me wrong, but I'm still upset because yesterday, nigga, I was about to walk around with my dick out. Like, 
put a thong on and all that shit. Like, I was ready to go to the beach. I was ready to drink some tequila and go to the beach for a couple of hours, honestly. So we just got a really good question thrown into the chat. Where are we from? So we currently are living in the Boston area. So usually, I mean, we got all four seasons. Yeah, you like trying so hard to hype that shit up. Fuck Boston. Yeah, you a New York boy for life. We know. Yeah. Uh, but BX. Yeah. BX. 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 All day. X. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But We're yeah. We're talk about Big X. Uh... But yeah, nah, we live around Boston, so we get all four seasons, and we're transitioning right now to to spring, which happens to be our mud season. Vermont gets the worst mud season, in my opinion. Their mud season is ridiculous. Yeah, we have friends that are avid watchers and supporters Ooh. of the podcast. Well, like, hey, come and visit us again, and I drive a Prius. So my black I want ass. So bad, yo. Vermont is awesome. I'm it's amazing. It's a gorgeous. It's a gorgeous place to go. I won't lie to you. The people are fucking fantastic. Yeah. The views, everything about Vermont. It's it's a fucking wave. But yeah. during mud season, there are waves of motherfucking sediment coming down hills. And if you ain't got all wheel drive or cars built for that shit, um, you might get fucked. I like what you did there. I like that. You like that, right? You like yeah. that, right? That's some burger yeah. bars. Burger yeah. bars. Give me some. Give me some burger oh, bars. Yeah. Shit. See, look, I was always talking shit. I told you I got some burger bars, y'all. Some burger bars. Go spark it and it's start it so you can pass that shit. I've been trying mm-hmm. to spark it, but I keep talking to you. I know. Well, that's all right. I'm going to entertain the people. The people. The people. The people, they come to say what's up. And then it's funny because our neighbors right now, they're fucking barbecuing. They got the kids over. I'm on a keto diet. I can't have no sugar, no barbecue, no, no none of this shit. And these motherfuckers is partying, having a good time. So if y'all see my face get salty and I look out the window, it's because I'm fucking hating right now. Okay, I've seen I'm going so crazy. many of these backyard like blow up doll type, not blow up doll. What are they? Called? What is this? Um, goddamn. What's that blow up doll? I was like, whatever. Right, you know, we twenty one plus. Uh, but what are they? The the bouncy houses. Oh, the that's bouncy what house. them called. Yes, ma'am. I listen. If anybody knows of adult bouncy houses, a bitch is with it. Like, can adults go in there? Is there yes. a weight limit? No, if you rent one, nigga, nobody who's gonna tell you it's my money, it's my money, and I want it now. It's what are you talking about? And I want my bouncy house. Yo. That's what that's we're gonna have at our wedding. At our wedding, you gotta smoke three, you gotta do three hits of a bong, you gotta take two shots, and you gotta do an obstacle course and adult size um, bouncy house, nigga. So that's, I'm with it. That's my wedding right there. I'm letting y'all niggas know now. So if y'all got the money and y'all wanna donate, you know, y'all can donate to us, please, you know, because that, that has to happen, you know. Honestly, that sounds lit. And well. the midget strippers. Don't forget about the midget no, strippers. No, you and these midget strippers. Do you know that I actually had a dream the other night that you got midget strippers? And, like, the whole time you would... No, that wasn't my dream. My dream my dream was that I went to a strip club and I asked for their finest midgets for you. That sounds great. That was my dream. Listen, all I, t- I told y'all... That's I just, how much I go to sleep listening to this motherfucker talk shit. All I, got I is, dream about getting him his midgets. First of all, if if you're a little person, no disrespect. I word. love you. Tell me, tell me, tell me. We also oh Googled. My goodness. Wait, we Googled, right? Because you know everybody. Hold we talk, oh, Keep going. Oh, so we Googled all this shit the other day because we were talking shit. You know, like, I love midgets. I got to thank the midgets. And we were like, yo, what is the technical height cutoff of a midget? And when I was guessing, it's like 4'8", four, 4'6". Four, like, that would be a midget to me. Honestly, 
What did you say? I said it was 4-8. You said 4-8. Yeah. Okay, 4-8 will bring us... They can't see that. 4-8 will bring you right here to me, okay? I want the world to know. Like, I'm you got to talk to the mic. I don't think they can hear you. I'm 5-4. I'm 5-4, y'all, okay? So, so you almost this, a midget. This shit is highly insulting to me, okay? When I literally looked at on a tape measurer what four foot eight looks like i was like mm, that's small but that's still that's not that small and then when i found out four foot ten i was like oh no nah, four foot ten y'all coming for me like this is, is the medical classification cut off of a midget which is ridiculous to me because that sounds like a normal nigga. Like that just sounds like a normal ass human being. And I feel like we just disrespected these. Like people. that's kind of fucked up. Like I understand their average height. You know, other people are taller. I get that, but I just hold on. Our, our listener put their self their 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 height and circumference. Well, not circumference. Centimeters. I'm high. Centimeters. <laughs> oh, I got she did metric on us. Come you you either in Canada or you're somewhere across the east. I am too what? high to do the math. I'm doing okay, the math. Okay, so they're for six it. nine. Damn. Six nine. So your kids will not be midgets. Your baby will be about two years old, and he will be past classification of That's, a midget. Listen, I know why he said it in cent or she said it. Person said it in centimeters. Uh, six nine. No snitching. You funny. You funny sometimes. Uh, sometimes. Sometimes. You're so funny. So, uh, um, so yeah, that's kind of fucked up and mean that 410 is the classification cutoff of a midget. That's not cool. I feel like, that's, yeah, that's disrespectful. That's mean because I also, know. Also, shout out. We love all our little people. Like, listen. the fuck vertically challenged does not mean. Speaking of midgets, my goal in life is to hire midget strippers, right? That's the goal that I want to do for my, my bachelor party. And you have come up with this goal for you have to mention strippers for anything. I Baby will. shower, any any matter. excuse. As long as there's drugs and they dress like Pokemon, midget strippers are acceptable. But the thing is, is I'm really upset that Paul Pierce got fired this week for hiring taxpaying citizens, these strippers, to come to his house He's and entertain him and his friends. That's not fair. That double standard is fucked up by ESPN. Because every year, don't they do a naked edition? They always got somebody naked online. Half their sports are naked. These motherfuckers it's don't work. It's called the centerfold for a reason. Like, it's in the center fold of the magazine, and that's where you go fat, fat. It's just annoying that he. it was a double standard that was put and applied against him because of the use of marijuana, which kind of sucks because he's not a player anymore. His house is in the state of California, and he is over the age of 21, which is the age to consume. So it's one of those things where, for all legal reasons and purposes, I understand. Like, I don't. It's, it's all an image thing. We yeah, all know no, it's an I image don't even thing. I think it's an image thing. I really don't. I think it's like, I, I think it is and it is. It is and is not an image thing because I feel like they're picking and choosing what they, what's acceptable. Yeah, based on the person, not based on the the act itself. And I feel like that's where they fuck up. I agree because Shannon Brown, which is my favorite announcer on oh, ESPN, that nigga always high. All he show is his blunt rolls. He got backwoods. He got these big ass cigars. I know people like cigars. Don't get me wrong. But trust me, if you give me a cigar, the first thing I'm doing is rolling the blunt in that shit. I'm not smoking, casually smoking a motherfucking cigar. He's over here like, oh, Hennessy, backwoods, this, that, and the third. Like, Shannon Brown is the number one advocate, low key, for smoking weed the right way within the NBA. You don't ever necessarily see him consuming, but you can see his sponsorships with the way he always showing shit to people. 
Paul Pierce might have went a little over the board by having bitches clap their cheeks and all that around can everybody, but can I, I don't can th- I, I don't th- I don't think he should have got fired. I don't think he should have got fired. That's fucked up. Can I say something that's yes, actually ma'am. controversial? Mm-hmm. If he had bad dur bitches. Badder bitches. If he had badder bitches. If he had I can't believe I'm saying this. No disrespect to those beautiful women that he had around him. Mm-hmm. We love and respect you. Yes, you ever listen to this for whatever fucking reason. We pop that pussy, baby. However, um, you think if he had like some thick Atlanta bitches, they would have been mad? Yeah. You think they would have been more mad if, or less if, mad? If he if he would have had some Lizzo sized bitches around like, there yeah, and, and thongs and all that. Thick, I jiggly think, bitches. Like, I, I think I want them. I think he would have been mad, but I think because of everybody now with the body shaming and being okay with certain things, I think there would have been more backlash from the community that would have went towards ESPN and they would have yelled at ESPN and was like, now you're you're, you're shaming certain type of people. Like, why did oh, you get rid of them? Like, that's the way I, fucking point. Like, that's the way I look at it, where I think what Paul Pierce did was fucked up and strategic because obviously we all know him, Pastor oh. you that he was unhappy, and also his relationship with ESPN was very, very rocky. That was very noticeable just by body language and everything alone. But my thing is, I think he knew what he was doing. Like, I played chess, and if I won the sacrifice... Well, he was happy as hell about it. But that's my point. Playing chess, you sacrifice a piece to show someone some type of vulnerability. (laughs) Later, dude. Um, Basically, like, you show certain shit to get somebody, basically, to buy... Um, to buy in and to be vulnerable, you know, think you're vulnerable, and then you know, that's part of your strategy. So I think for him, like he wanted to show them this and be like, "Hey, you guys are going to use this against me. I don't care. I want to get out of my contract. You're going to pay me anyway." You know, technically, because they, they they have guarantees so that in their makes contract. Sense, there was only like three hundred and something people watching his live. It's not yeah. worth the contract yeah. unless you're really trying to get out of that contract. But so, also, you brought up a good point. Are we biased against skinny hoes? I don't. I mean, I don't think there's bias. I just think it's I think one there of, is actually. I think there is a bias. I don't think we like them skinny these days. It's not that we don't like them. I just think with the agenda that's happening with the public right now, if he would have had thick bitches, excuse my language, around him doing stuff, you know, something like that, it might have been different. That's the way I think about it. He had the instant bold shake. What he said could have been borderline. If you, however, you feel sensitive and kind of racist, what he was talking about, we've been to turkeys and shit that like shit was that. Hilarious. I don't so fuck that shit was hilarious. So it's things like that where, like, it, it's funny. Like, even what we're saying is borderline funny. But I know, like, at the end of the day, like, I have a job. You know, like, I have. I, there are only certain things I can and cannot say because I know I report to something else. Yeah. But again, this is my independent business. This is what I do separate from my job. So to an extent, you can't judge me for what I do in one business and say this is how I will represent your other business because that's not the case. That's not the case at all. Yeah. I mean, in a way, that's actually true. It's, too, again, devil standard. It's a fucked up devil standard. And I just don't like the way they did it on Paul. It is what it is. It's always a sacrificial way. It is always going to yeah. be a sacrificial way. But it sucks that it was him and it, it happened the way it did. So fuck it. It is what it is, bro. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like... If it was, you could feel how you want to feel about it, but if it wasn't Paul Pierce, that'd be a whole mood, right? Like, that's some thug shit. You're getting your hair cut while bitches is half naked giving you lap dances and smoking. Y'all smoking weed? Like, come on. That's a whole vibe. Only a a rich person. Only a rich person in your own house? Only rich people do that shit. 
It's quarantine. He ordered bitches and poker. He, it said he said stop going to the casino or bringing them to the house. Wait a second. Where does one go? Like this is how I feel. Like rich people get a certain manual at a point, right? And the rest of us will see it. Cause like, where do you go to order a room full of bitches for a weekend? You get what I'm saying? Like you can't just like do you just roll down certain <laughs> neighborhoods and you like where are these little bitches at? Like or do you got a number you call? You got you got agents. Is this OnlyFans thing? It's like I got questions. Like where did that Nike offshoot brand get the human blood for those Nas X shoes? Like I got questions <laughs> that nobody's fucking answering for me, and I feel like it's this is unacceptable. Yo. It is unacceptable. It's not fair. Where do you go? It's the, where, where those Wayfair children go, huh? Hmm? They went to in those, those fucking concentration camps that oh. Trump got down south. Oh. Did I, it's too soon. I, I thought they was going to say they was in the sneakers, but I'm cool with that, too. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, okay, this this got dark. Wow. But it is what it is. Um, if <laughs> so listen, anyways, rich people, if you listening, what the fuck? Send me your menu. I want to know. Yeah, what are the shit you got on there? <laughs> so far, in, in like two weeks, we found out y'all got human blood and bitches on the rich people menu. What else? Do you, are y'all going to pay off student loans? What you gonna do? Y'all got all the crap that DMX smoked? What you got? And then the two things I love, I love my niggas and I love my My bitches. bitches. Okay? Um, Everybody know the news. We're gonna switch topics now. We didn't mean to... We've been using the B word a lot. And the reason we use it a lot is because this week we've been listening to a lot of DMX. I don't know about you. all week. I I really thought that listening to his music was gonna help bring him back. Like, I was on some Rough Riders shit. Like, and if y'all don't know... Bring his back to, like... As a true New Yorker from the Bronx, I was born and raised listening to DMX. Every, I'm not gonna lie to you, every summer since I was a kid, there was a DMX rough out of anthem or something that he was on that was just so fire that everybody was singing. So we even went on some Biggie shit. Yes. So we just want to pay homage to the fact that this week we lost a legend and a racist both in the same day. So we want to first same person. Not the, not same, not person. the same person. No, we're talking about two different people. So the legend is DMX and the racist is Prince Philip. So we're gonna talk about both of them a little bit. But we do wanna just pay our condolences and our respects. You know, we're not trying to be mean, we're not gonna talk shit about anybody, we don't wanna throw any tartars. It's just jokes, it's all comedic relief. Nobody take nothing personal. But honestly, I grew up listening to DMX. I, was about to say, I can loved it. We him. start by like talking about how much we we love and appreciate like, like i cannot like earl you, simmons earl simmons fuck dmx like by his whole name he was the voice of the streets yeah honestly like he meant a lot to us kids growing up like i'm not gonna lie to you i remember as a kid the n-word wasn't acceptable right so the next thing to say was dog and what who, who was the one who was calling people their dog <laughs> dmx you know like my grandparents were yelling at me don't say the n-word so you know you can say dog you can say this you can say all these alternative ways so it's just one of those things where, like, he was so transcending, so monumental. Like, he did so much for hip-hop and for the people of his community that, like, it, it will never go unnoticed. You know, and that's what's so amazing. You know, like, and it sucks because, like, even last week when we had Walter on the podcast, we joked uh, and we yeah. ran with the fake news. And we talked about, like, oh, that it was a possible um, was overdose of cocaine. Overdose. I remember. I was like, don't and, put fentanyl in shit. Yeah, like, we were talking about, like, shit. Fucking people up. And, like, like, and we, like, it you wasn't know, fentanyl. It was, I mean. It was, a heart, it was heart attack related, cardiac related stuff. Right. Uh, but it just sucks the fact that, again, like, us being true fans and supporters 
of DMX. No one has passed. No one all these things. We heard the false rhetoric, and we were like, oh, this this could be fact. And it was funny. Not funny, but we laughed because we were like, yo, this is DMX. Nothing could be DMX. No, this I'll is the, the this is the strongest crackhead I know. He is the most famous crackhead I know. Everybody Next to Whitney Houston. Yo. So, I mean, honest with you, like, when I heard that, I was excited, and I was waiting. I was like, yo, he's going to come out of this, and he was going to give us the best um, gospel. gospel album that we could hear. Like, that's what I was looking forward to. I was, I was ready like, for Kanye and for DMX to come through and make, like, some sort of redemption duo God album. Like you know that, what I'm saying? Like, I was ready. Especially, like, we saw him on the verses. We saw him gut speak on a lot of podcasts recently, like, X was very, very active recently. It didn't look like he was on drugs. Yeah, people noticed he was a little bit slower. Yeah, but he wasn't his usual self. He wasn't like the X that we grew up with, the one who was quick on his feet, that had quick responses. Like, Yes, the only time he was like that was when he was talking about God, though, ironically. My point is, is like when he went yeah, to, you could tell, right. when he was interacting with these other people and they're drinking and they're smoking and he's sober and he's doing his thing and, you know, he could tell he's going through his stuff in his brain. He is a little bit slower. He's not the same witty DMX that we grew up seeing, but I we mean, have to, but we he's have to. Un- years old after all that crack. And again, we have to understand that he was exposed to this stuff at 14 with his best friends. Like this. This, this was his lifestyle. This is what he exposed to us in his music. He not I think sh- we said that about Biggie, too, right? Yes, like when we yes. talked about that, like, that there are certain things, and I think that that's shit that, like, most of us in society, like, like keep it a buck. I'm not thinking that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Me as a kid growing up, I didn't grow up in the same places as you. I'm not thinking to myself, this is shit that somebody my age saw at this time frame. Like, someone might have said that to me, but I couldn't have fully comprehended that. You get what I'm saying? Now that I'm older, hearing that from you was like, that's fucking insane. And even in fucking insane. And he would talk about dark things, things that you didn't even, even my uncle just said 13. He would talk right. about certain topics and put it in such a poetic, melodic kind of way. Where again, like even if you weren't exposed to it, you felt the pain. Yeah. And then plus like the raspiness and vibrato in his He uh, had so much to him. He didn't sound as young as he was in a lot of the in a lot of what he talked about and, in a lot of And he life. was the first nigga, fuck Ja Rule, fuck 50 Cent. He was the first rapper to really do like the singing rap. I'm slipping, I'm falling. You know what I'm saying? Like he always he always was borderline with everything he did. He was always very experimental. Like Earl Simmons, yeah. honestly, dude. He was amazing. He was really amazing and he was monumental. And it's just crazy because like it's it sucks to hear that through everything that this man went through, through all the pain that he shared with us, his last moments, his family had to watch him suffer and life support. And it's one of those things like that's the hardest decision to make when you love somebody and you're watching them struggle like that. You know, it's like, what do you do? What is the right decision? And we talked about that on our death yeah. and dying discussion and something we went through personally with dealing with grandma. It's it's a very difficult thing. Well, with grandma it was a little bit more complicated more complicated because mm. it's like we literally couldn't have the option of resuscitation because of how fragile she was. You get what I'm saying? So even if like we did want to go through with something, that would have been the thing to kill us. So there really wasn't an option. Yeah. yeah. The option was comfort. Yeah. And I think DMX family, his soul was in pain. Yeah, I agree. He he had a, he was going through a lot. Yeah. Like, and I think a lot of people in his close circle had said this that he was the type of person 
that took on the pain of the world, that yes. took on the pain of the ones around him. Yes. If anybody is ever interested in this kind of concept, there is a book, a book I read in middle school. It's an easy read. It's a real easy read, but the concept is critical. And the, the book is called The Giver. They even made a movie out of it like later in life. Yeah. But the, the whole idea is that there's one person in the whole town or country, whatever the fuck, whatever they said, it was a long time ago. There's one person in the community that feels, that feels, and, and it contains all the emotion, but they're the ones that can see the vivid color of the world. They're the ones that, it, it's like essentially trapping all of one of the... The weight and the pain of everyone in the community. Right, but then everybody else in the community never felt joy either. And I think that's something really interesting to think about because X went through shit that no one should go through, but unfortunately a lot of people did live in and go through because that's why he was so beloved. He talked about some shit that a lot of people could relate to in any, in many ways because if, even if it wasn't you, it was someone you might have known. Or someone close to you. And even now, we're hearing all the stories from all the famous people around him that all they got to say is good things and good stories. Yeah. That They would go places and he would mop the floors and he would pay for everybody's food and he would go. Like, even you now, you see normal people. You could literally walk up to DMX as a normal person and just talk to him and get photos of him. Like, that's the type of motherfucker he was. And even people in the Bronx in New York City who knew, he, basically, he would come back and forth from Mount Vernon. Like, if you were from Mount Vernon in that area, you would see X. You know, so that's one thing. Like, he was very, very, how do I say it? Like, he was like the Statue of Liberty, almost. Like, he was one of those things, like, if he was always around. If you wanted to find him, if you wanted to see him, he was around. And it's just really cool to see, like, how he grew with all these people, how he influenced the locks. He influenced um, Puffy, Biggie, all these people, the Rough Riders, Eve, Irv Gotti, um, Ja Rule. Like, think about all these people who this man... And the image that he eat the pop smoke, all these new rappers oh, trying to trying to God. imitate this shit, and they'll never be able to come from like be what he is. They'll never be able to come from that cloth, you know. Like that's the thing. And now it's crazy because now DMX leaves behind like almost an, it's an untouchable legacy. Like I even mean, if he yeah. and this is one thing he might have not ever won every award that he was nominated for, but the thing is, it's X. He's not a public. He's not the public. The public image, you know, like that's the whole point. He's the man of the people. Yeah. He's the man of the people, like, and that's what's really different. So he was nominated for ten Grammys. He won one of them, which was like favorite artist back in like two thousand and three, which is dope. He landed nineteen roles in featured films. Again, so we know X was multifaceted. He could rap. He could act. He was doing gospel shit. That's, I think that's. I think Kanye is taking the, the, the DMX formula, using the bipolar yeah. shit against every. Not taking his meds. Okay, Kanye. So Kanye is trying to be the new DMX. I see what you're doing. And I, I think he's taking. He, I don't even know if Kanye knows he's doing that. No, he don't. And that's the funny thing. That's the funny. Yeah, that's yeah. actually hilarious. And then X leaves behind millions, if not billions, of fans worldwide who, like, his legacy has touched. Like, and that's what's crazy about it. Like, and it's gonna go on. It's gonna go on. Like, that's the shit. Like, people gonna... Drake sampled one of his songs. And that's the first time I've heard somebody really sample an X song and do it right. So I can only imagine now they're gonna go back and really listen to his shit and play with those beats. And that's gonna be some fun shit. I'm excited, man. You know, it's sad to see that he leaves behind um, 15 confirmed children. Confirmed. There's a possible 17. There might have been two twins from his side bitch. 
Uh, we've been saying the B word a lot again, you know, in essence of the dog, you know? It's, it's our I, best I friend. I don't know why you're saying that. I say bitch like every episode. I know. Ain't nothing wrong with the word bitch. I don't know. I, I feel like it's a perfectly acceptable word. Yeah. If you want to take a, a, a negative, you know, connotation with a word, yeah, you take Yeah, exactly. I'm not saying it like negative. Yeah. I'm not saying this person, you know. Yeah. I don't know. And I agree. And that's the same thing. Like, and, and Miles said something. Like, you know, like, DMX was led. He was always constantly on that road, like, battling with his demons. Constantly. And again, like, that was what his art was. That's what his music was. That's what he showed, Susan. He shared with the people. And again, that's what birthed a lot of, you know, other artists, which is really dope. So, I, I, I just want, we just wanted to show love and pay homage and give our respects and rest in peace to Earl Simmons, a.k.a. DMX. Because, like, he meant a lot to me. He definitely meant a lot to me. And um, that one, it, it hurt hip-hop a lot, honestly, this month. Or, it did. Yeah. Or this, it did. This but I really, I really do hope that, like, people hearing this, this inspires them to go back and listen to a lot of his stuff. Yeah. Because I think a lot of it is dark. And, you know, he says some things that would not really be accepted today easily. Yeah. Uh, I'll leave it at that. But then he also... Says a lot of shit that's really important. But but again, it's DMX, the number yeah. one crackhead. Besides Bling Bling, besides Whitney, like if this was a crackhead Olympics, he would have won. So, so I really, win. I'm sorry. So I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm a true fan, and I am gonna just always honor the fact that he showed me that you can never judge somebody based off an addiction or something that they're trying to kick or constantly battle with. Yeah. Because no matter what, even if he went back, if he relapsed and he did things, he was honest about it, and he still continued to be the top at his craft. So it's one of those things where it's like, you know what? Fuck that. Don't judge nobody, man. Like, I love him so much. I, my stepdaddy was a crackhead. I was about to say was a crackhead. Well, my, my stepdaddy is a crackhead, if y'all don't know. Most of y'all know. Most of the people who watch it, who tune in, who support y'all family, y'all friends, if you don't and know, everybody who don't know, surprise, motherfucker. Yeah, I love my stepfather, and I can talk about crackheads because, again, I grew up raised by one. And the thing was, what's weird about certain crackheads, you don't know they crackheads. They be fresh. Yeah. They be fly. They have money. Sometimes. They have all their teeth. They got all Sometimes. their chips. Sometimes. Sometimes. And um, my stepfather, which is really weird, and the only reason I'm talking about this is because he's one of those people where, like, we, my friend, I'm going to show you the, 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 the thing that we saw this morning, which really had me dying, that had me, that really wanted me to talk about it. It's because it's true that, like, everybody, we've seen videos, we've seen the clips, we've seen all these shits somewhere where a crackhead gets hit by a car, he jumps off a building, he goes through some shit, and, like, he bounces back like Superman. Like, nothing wait, ever happened. Wait, stop. So, my homegirl Pebbles. <laughs> Wait, but how about... So y'all can see the whole thing. My homegirl Pebbles put this on her thing this morning, and I was dying because I thought she was talking about my father. Because it goes, crackheads oh, live exactly. longer than vegans. And I was like, yo, that's fucked up, but it's true. Because it made me think about the fact that my, my step-pops, got, you know, God bless him, you know, dealing with everything that he deals with and he's going through. I love him. I hope he goes through, goes, gets rehab, gets the help he truly loves, needs, and deserves. Anybody needs that kind of direction and stuff. But my step-pops was shot with a shotgun in his back when he was a kid. Like, he was shot legit and, like, no jokes, with a shotgun. A hundred pellets in this dude's back. And he motherfucking, he died for 39 seconds, almost a whole minute, 
And the only thing that kept him alive was drugs. So it's kind of one of those things where, like, and even to this day, this man in the hood is the black Iron Man. Like, he done been through some shit. He done got broken bones, broken jaws, surgeries. He done healed the self. I done been stabbed and been through surgeries. I never been to the hospital. He healed all my shit holistically. He knew all the topical lotions. When I fucked my collarbone up and my, I couldn't feel my arm for two weeks, he put me on the tiger bomb and healed my arm. Like, my step pops was the holistic crackhead guru of Fordham Road all the way to Kingsbridge. Like, everybody knew Seth's. Even French Montana and Seth smoked the same drugs, okay? Like, they was they was best friends in Crackhead Power Rangers Academy. Like, that's all I'm trying to say. Like, you can laugh. I don't give a fuck. But my step-pops, again, 100 pellets in his back, and he survived. And that's to this insane. day, that's he still has some of the... They couldn't take out some of the pellets because they were still so close to nerves and attached to nerves and sensitive spots where, like, he still has them in him. And like, I, and it kind of sucks because thinking about DMX, that, that comes with your PTSD and the demons that you deal with. There's a coping codependency that one can develop from their addiction because it's the only thing that makes them feel alive. And then again, if you when you take this substance, you feel like super nigga. Fuck Superman. Superman couldn't fuck with these niggas. I'm sorry. If Cecil and DMX got together to fight Superman. It's over. The only thing they can beat them, I'm sorry, Batman got to come and stop that fight. That's the only thing they can help them. I'm not going to lie to y'all. But um, just talking about that whole shit about this, the whole, like, we we looked at just, like, I I don't even want to talk about these statistics anymore because I feel like it's fucked up. But long story short, they were saying that there are studies that suggest that vegans have a 15% lower risk of dying prematurely from all other causes of any other people eating meat, any other dietary needs. And this is, as long as this person decides to stay away from caffeine, smoking, anything, and consuming alcohol. So it ain't even necessarily like it's just the vegan part. It's like you need to stay away from carcinogens. You need to stay away from certain It's your lifestyle, you know? Like, son, I know plenty of vegans. I know a vegan. I know a vegan that purely lived on sugar. Substances. I'm talking candies. I know and a vegan. That, I know a vegan that only lived on dick. That's still meat and protein. You can't be doing that. I'm sorry. Like you gotta stop. If you a real vegan and you meet that, if you meet that, you're <laughs> that's thousands of that's thousands of deaths right there. If you meet that swallow. bitch, you don't eat the meat. Okay. I'm sorry. You only use the penis for reproduction purposes. That's it. You don't put it in your mouth. You don't consume it. Don't do that. That's 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 mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, 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 let me understand this correctly. You're no. saying it's animal abuse for the cod. You're saying it's no. a cod fight. I'm just saying if you are true, if you're saying you're a vegan and you truly your words, then you, then you, you, then just, you can't be a, Yes, okay. just, just yes. Don't play with the meat. That's all I'm saying. Stay away from the meat. Okay. Okay. That includes cod. Yes. True, 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 true doing rights. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, so if you one of these uh, unholy nuns that is like a strict vegan, honestly, I'm probably about to do that anyway. But yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, don't don't ban me because I'm talking shit about vegans and suffocation. Fuck y'all. Yeah. Oh, oh my bad. Shit. You my, start playing I started playing crackheads. My bad. 
Oh, shit. All I was looking at some of my favorite crackheads when I was talking about my stepfather and I was telling Shahane and I was like, yo, this is stuff my, my stepfather could do. Like, yo, it's all him. It's possible. And, and it's possible. Now switching over, we also want to show some respect to Prince the Racist Philip. I mean, Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Whatever he is. Edinburgh. Edinburgh. We, we don't necessarily want to spend too much time on this. Everybody knows who the prince is. Um, he died at the age of 99, married to Queen Elizabeth for, what, 73, 74 years, I believe, their marriage Honestly, was together. I don't think anybody, I don't think that many people know anything about this motherfucker. Like, you was trying to tell me shit about him, and all I know is that he looked creepy. I looked like, all, he looked like he was going to die very soon. I don't know why anybody is surprised. He all is you need to know, honestly, is, to be completely honest, the prince and his family excuse me, supported the Nazi party. A lot of his family members were Nazi members. Like, legit part of the... Like, that's how they died. That's how they... And they wanted to bring everyone together after all that Nazi shit throughout all the war. And basically, Elizabeth and him met, and their marriage was kind of the bridge to bring everything together in the UK and British, Great Britain, all that other bullshit. And they were going to use their family ties, all their connections and all that stuff to kind of build the new European Union and rebuild all the bullshit. So they wanted to keep who his family was and all his relationships silent because Queen Elizabeth's family already already disapproved of her marrying him. So that's the real reason why nobody really knows about this nigga. Everybody knows about the front. Everybody, everybody knows about the queen. Everybody sees the queen. Everybody sees the creepy nigga walking with the queen. We know he's there, but not much is said about him. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is because really, like, it was a political marriage. It, honestly. I mean, they pretty much always are. Yeah. And say, same thing like Megan. We always, we know the mm-hmm. bullshit. I love how they're also blaming her for his death. Like, are and, you serious? And that's what's like, kind of really, fucked up. That's what's really fucked up. And that's rumors. The, Rumors is what did him off it. Not that his son is running around fucking children on Epstein's Island. Or that this chick who just married in. The nigga is 99. Like, it's time to check out, bro. Your library card expired. Give your books back and let somebody else take out the fucking books, nigga. What are you talking about? There's no speculation. There's no conspiracy theory. Oh, they wanted to clear up the racism inside. Nobody gives a fuck about that. Nobody cares about the prince, his black wife. Nobody cares. It's all for publicity. That's the fucked up part. They're trying to bridge, like we talked about before, they're trying to bridge American culture with that royal culture. Again, the only people who are up there are these billionaires, these royal class type motherfuckers that rules don't apply to. Yeah. Honestly. So I think that's what it really comes down to. They just, they're just trying to just, you know, fluff it up more. And so they get more publicity. So people on Fox right now, the friend, our best friends in Fox Media, everybody loves Fox. They're, they're kind of trying to put out this false information. They're going with this agenda. A few people in the Fox friendlyhood are saying that they feel that what Megan did was very destructive and selfish. And it was purposely, intendedly done because they knew how badly in health the prince was already prior to them doing this interview. So that's the biggest issue. And I mean, the, my thing is, is like, uh, this is just so ridiculous. It's the family bullshit. The interview in and of itself was ridiculous. I. This is the thing about doing your own research that stinks. 
is like, I don't care that much about the royal family to sit there and watch that two hour, whatever, three hour interview, whatever it was. But I did it. And I'm glad I did because I, I caught a lot of subtle things that I wouldn't have caught just from the clips. And I think it was really important because then you realize by the time you get to the end of it that the whole thing was just a two hour ad. And so you're just sitting there like, oh my God. I think what it is is I'm telling you, they're trying to make them become the new Kardashians. The Kardashians yeah, are they trash. Understand that that, that is the what new sells. Currency. Yes, that's attention is the new currency. To Drama is the you, new currency. I wouldn't even be surprised if they find a way to make that some sort of cryptocurrency. Like attention. I mean, you saw, you haven't seen, have you seen an episode of Black Mirrors? Yeah, but they've talked about episode. it in Black Mirrors, yeah. and they've experimented it with China. So there is going to be some type of social currency from the way you treat people and interact with people and the way people feel about you. Eventually, that's going to be that's going to be rolled out, and people are going to see how that's going to fuck up everything. It's going to change shit. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's it's so funny that to me, everyone's always concerned about this, like this cabal, this 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 that, and it's like, yeah, maybe, but also. Really, education and having open conversation is the most important thing because the people around you, society, is what dictates all of that. Yes. Social pressure is way more powerful, in my opinion, than a billionaire. And whoever controls social pressure, which right now, in my opinion, is kind of Silicon Valley. Mm. And they're just controlling based on whatever money they get. So, Listen. really, who are we more... I mean... Well, who's, who's got more control? Yeah, who's who's got more control over all of this shit? All I gotta say I is... I went on a bit of a tangent. Well, it ain't no tangent. It's just one of those things that you can see that this is kind of Probably. fucked up. Because, like, family shit happens. Family things happen all yeah. the time. We all got mixed families that got their bullshit, that got their drama. And it's just... That's exactly. I just talk shit about my crackhead daddy. Exactly. But the thing Nobody's is, is the whole nobody's perfect, and the whole point of family is shit is you try and keep it quiet as much as you can. Once it gets out, it, you can't as much. There's not much you can do. Yeah. And I think that's what's different about the royal family is that they're always so secretive, and people leak shit. It's weird to have this new bitch who just got here willingly going. Talking shit. Yeah, just talking shit about us. We racist. We this, and they're like, hold on, time out, time out, sir. Sir, we don't do that anymore. We don't. Do any slave labor or anything Anymore. like that. No, these mink cokes were resourcefully gathered from Indian tribes that we trade our stuff with. We don't force them to do it. I'm an asshole. Was that was that not a good accent? That was good. Uh all of that was hilarious except that I'm pretty sure you said mink cocks. I, I said cocks, I said coats. I said cocks, I said no matter cocks. What are you doing? Oh, oh my god, oh my god. Oh, Jesus. I hope I didn't say grandma. I didn't say nothing about no cops. I said oh, coat. Yeah. A mink coat. My bad. I'm sorry. Oh, does mink, are minks in Indian? I don't, listen. I was just trying not to be too racist, okay? I was trying to be some type of politically correct. Not all the way correct. What the fuck? All right. I don't know. All right. Respect it. All right. You a hater. Respect it. You a hater. But it's just so fucked up that, again, like, people are taking their family shit and just blowing it up, man. And even to say, like, oh, they killed this 99-year-old man just because they did an interview. Just because they did an interview, they killed him? That's that's, that's some, what I'm saying. That's like, some strong pussy. I'm sorry, Megan. You got some powerful pussy. If you killing 99-year-old niggas with interviews, ooh, you, know what you need I to throw that shit on everybody. Teach, uh, teach us the walk. I wonder if it's more like this. Because it's kind of like the British media and then the 
the British media is kind of like filtering into Fox, like you said, like Fox and Friends or whatever the hell it is. So it's like, I think it's more that if Megan and them start, mm-hmm. how do I say, advertising for themselves and doing their own, like marketing their own, uh, because they just came out with their own uh, label, basically, or not label, but yeah, they, they record, try, record they, company or some shit like that. They're trying to follow Jay-Z and Beyonce. Yeah, and they're working with Tyler Perry and shit. So they got this their own industry that they're trying to work on. And on top of that, they're having interviews with Oprah and shit like that. You suddenly don't need British media and that relationship that the prince was talking about that they have breaks. So if that breaks, they're terrified because now Megan and them have a way of being self-sufficient without having to rely on the media. So the media is obviously going to bash them so that they can keep getting their revenue from the royal family, which is pretty, pretty much all that Britain has to offer worldwide at this point as, like, a focal attraction. I mean, listen, like they say, the British run the world, the pound runs the world, the people who have the money. And again, they almost took over the whole fucking world, so we know some they doing some shit. It's shady I shit, mean, yeah. it's shady tactics, and they're just using... I think what it is, it's a chess move, is they're using their family bullshit to distract everybody. We all know that there's a lot of fucking things that are happening. Myanmar, niggas is just dying. There was 80 people who yeah, just got... Myanmar... 80 people just died on Friday. Israel's doing shit. Yeah, um, Myanmar is actually like a, a serious humanitarian crisis that I feel like is really not getting that much. Israel is launching rockets and all this. So like, there's a lot of geopolitical shit that's happening. And they know that, again, we're all clickbait driven. It's whatever the likes is, whatever it is. They, again, it's going to captivate the audience, whatever's going to sell. So they know that. They know the formula. And that's what they're trying to hit us with. So, it is what it is. Fuck them motherfuckers. Yeah, we don't like that formula. We don't like that shit. No. So, we're talking about it, but we don't like it. Yeah, yeah. No, we don't. No, like it. No, like it. No, like that. So, real quick, we have a reoccurring kind of um, segment that we've been talking about. That we've introduced not too long ago. That I hope that some people have listened to a few of our recommendations. But we want to bring up the watchers list. The Watchers List is basically some recommended stuff that we tell you guys about that we looked at in our free time that we thought that was very interesting that maybe you might want to give a watch. And we're going to give you our honest review. We might spoil it. We might not. It depends on how high we are and how much of a tangent we go on. Uh, This one, is there's really not many spoilers, I would say, because this time on The Watchers List, we're talking about uh, Operation Varsity Blues, which is the college admissions scandal. Yes. And that could be found on Netflix. We will put a link to a whole bunch of stuff, maybe even a couple of those crackhead videos we were talking about in our um, description for the podcast. So don't worry about that. But this documentary, I'm chasing, hold on here, let me pass this real quick. This documentary was something I personally really wanted to watch. And it I knew it was going to upset me. But it upset me. (laughs) But you know what? It's like really important to talk about because I think a lot of people are pushed into this idea of college and they're pushed towards certain colleges are better. And Neil Brennan actually even had a joke in one of his recent stand-ups that was like, you're not getting better knowledge. It's not like you're going to go to community college or a state college and they're going to be like, uh, you know, 
sorry, these are half the facts. You only paid this much money, so we're only going to give you this much of the knowledge. Like, you're still going to get the same knowledge no matter where you go. What you're paying for is a brand. It's like a fashion label. Like, you're paying for Nike. You're paying for Louis Vuitton. You're, you're paying, paying for, for Texas A&M. You're paying for yeah. Auburn. You're paying for Syracuse. You're paying for um, Georgia State. You're paying for the Florida Gators. Stanford, like Harvard, all that shit. Like, you're paying for a brand when you're paying for college. So, yes, uh, most of us know that. To see the breakdown and to see how these... And basically, the whole point of this movie, it's a documentary film that basically, um, oh, reenactment documentary, excuse me. So they're basically having actors that look like actors play the parts of these famous and very wealthy people that went ahead, just like the Full House bitch um, who paid for her daughters to get to Stanford, um, just they, like them, there's like a whole. I think it was like, it was like there was fifty people. people that they arrested. 50? Yeah, there's fifty people. Was, oh, so they investigated the mastermind, Rick Singer, behind the scam. And he, what he Crazy did, enough. this motherfucking evil bastard was he didn't sneak rich kids and rich families like into these top universities. He lied. He used Photoshop. He used deception. He used bribery. He used. His statue, he used all his networking, he used all these relationships that he had as this guy to cheat and to get these people, affluent families, into these top schools. Yep. And the fucked up thing about it was seeing the movie and seeing the way it was done was like Rick was definitely a sociopath because he had no remorse. He didn't care. He would lie and manipulate to his um his clients. And tell them the things that he wanted to hear and yeah. tell like lie to their kids and do it some type of way just for the money to get these kids into these amazing schools. And then at the end of the day, like the most fucked up part about it, I think for me that pissed me off was that he was getting them in on student athlete scholarships. Like walk on athletes. Or well, so, some of them, and some of them, it was even like, oh, this person is a person of color, or this person is minority. Like just straight up lying about shit. And it's like, if you did your research, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like and, if you gave a single fuck about the applications that are coming in, and these are to, this is like my statement to the colleges for a second, not even Rick Singer, the crazy person, but to the colleges themselves. Like, <laughs> have some, give some fucks. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Like, it's so obvious it's that they only care about money. And it's so obvious that they don't really care about these kids. Like, yeah. even then, when we went to school, there was a lot of complaints. There was a lot of... The like, president, at one point, people the, were concerned for their well-being and livelihood, I remember. The, and there was no fucks. The president of our university, his salary was like $1.5 million. Like, some crazy some shit. Some crazy shit. Some crazy... And we never saw the president. We didn't know who this motherfucker was. He had a house Yo, on campus. Yeah, I was about to say, I saw his house. That like he no one that like, he never was in that like, he was getting paid so much money, and the thing was was like our university there was no like the advances and all the things they promised to us took so long. Everything that they promised us and they told us that we would have our second year into going there. It wasn't they, even really finished until our senior year until we were graduated. I would say it wasn't even really done a lot of it by the time we graduated. Certain programs weren't even fully started. They had to completely get rid of the president of our small shitty university because of, again, 
All he did was take the money and the resources, and he didn't, not saying he didn't give a fuck, because he probably did give some really nice, renowned professors who had the credentials, gave them nice pensions and nice salaries Yeah, and, and you stuff. know what? Some of those really nice, renowned professors uh, were racist. Were racist and really and needed to check themselves. Yeah. So it's things like that. Yeah, where I'll when, still talk to you about it. Email me. So it just sucks when, for us, it, looking at this documentary, it just hit really close to home and personal because we knew, and coming from the type of families we came from, we knew the pressures it, that came from applying to college. Yeah. And like me coming in the Bronx, I didn't really have the guidance in Norman Thomas in the high school I went to, which kind of sucked. Like I was helping my friends and feather, like fellow associates apply to colleges and make sure that they studied for the SAT, SATs and they went to college board websites and did, did everything right. Like I was helping people. Like it was that scary and it was such a scarce resource just to find the right help to guide you. You know, I know, again, for other people, it's different experiences. And I understand that everybody has a different experience. But this documentary showed that with money, with certain things, it, it's a lot easier. You know, like, even the cost. Easier, it's like, you don't have to do shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, like, for me, to give some sort of, like, uh, difference for the listeners. So that was your upbringing for me. I went to school in a really affluent place. Like our graduation rate was something like 93% for the high school. And most of the people there, they were like, all of us were pretty much gung ho about going to school. And the only reason you weren't going to go to college directly after was to take a leap year to travel or to, to do like the Peace Corps or something like something dramatic with your life, some shit, right. Or to get yourselves together. And then Unfortunately, it got so bad in my high school that my graduating class had, I think, a couple scares, if not a couple actual suicides. And then the following year after us, the pressure to go to Harvard and Ivy League schools was so high that the suicide rate jumped up. Then, like, that's the type of pressure that's being put. See, and on that's, the kids where I was. That's crazy. You school. had suicide rates. My school had to open up a nursery because bitches was getting pregnant. And they had to find alternate ways to make sure the girls graduated on time just to get their degrees. Like, like it's just things like that where, like, schools were putting funding instead of into college and helping people prepare and get to where they wanted to go. That's where they really were putting their money on. And it, it differs and it varies depending on where you live and where you grow, yeah. which makes, you know what I'm saying? We understand But that. in a million different ways, it's completely unhealthy. It's just fucked up. And then it's just, it just hurts. It really hurts when you see how these rich people use monetary incentives, donations, bribery, that, that in places where it should not help someone get ahead. Like in the field of academia, where it should be about brains, innovation, you and know, so things of that. How do you want to go through with this? Like, I think something really critical, and it's one thing if you want to go for your bachelor's and you have the means and resources, absolutely, you know, I feel like, you know, good for you and do it. Like, I, I college was an amazing experience for me. I wouldn't trade it for the world. But it's but, understanding what it is going to college. College yeah. is taking out a business loan in yourself for self-exploration. That's what it really comes down to. It's This is this one thing and expertise that I want to spend the next four five, six years, if I get my 
bachelor's, if I get my, or two years, my associate's, if I get my master's, yes. So you got to be willing to use your fucking mind and whatever you're about to do to make that money back. Yes. And that's the thing is like people are pressured and people are pushed towards college. And I agree. My uncle was basically saying that some people even feel that it's a waste of time. Like, that's the thing about college. It really does depend what are you using college for. And for us, it it was more of an experience. It was more of a guided experience where now I was able to live on my own, see how it is to build a community, to network, to try different, how do I say, different facets of life. You know, literally be, grow my own food. I was a motherfucking farmer. I was a black farmer in a white town. That shit was so, just, just things like oh that where it's man. just it's just it's, that shit was different. It's, it's shit where like I was able to just dip, live a whole different lifestyle that I wouldn't be able to live in the hood. Yeah, and that I could never put a price on. So that's what's different for me. But the thing is, is the way they kind of push it towards our kids now is it's force fed. They try and tell them it's the only way. You can only get certain jobs if you have a bachelor's. If you don't have a bachelor's, you're going to get overlooked. You you might you need you need to definitely go get your master's for this, and it's not fair because you see so many billionaires, millionaires who never went to college, dude. You know who what? Are fucking doing great. Do you want your mind blown? You know the person that you probably in high school was making fun of because they were like, "Nah, I'm gonna get my GED and then I'm gonna do this trade. Like, I'm gonna become a plumber. I'm gonna be this or that." A contra like uh, what was it? A commercial contract worker make something like a hundred and thirty dollars an hour nigga the construction niggas you see i wonder why those projects take too long i worked on those projects if it's a non-union based place and it's a private company those people can make at least fifty dollars to sixty dollars an hour just a normal motherfucker walking around if it's union based and you have your credentials and they have all that highest whopper all that other stuff you got all those certifications like you're saying those people can charge up to $75, $80, $100 an hour for the level of expertise to do these things. Even carpentry, electricians, shit like that. So like, it's things do like... Do what you love. Like, that's, that's <laughs> the basis of it. Like, do what you love and, and really figure out what's going to bring you joy, what's needed in society, what's going to make, like, what's going to bring you income. Like, find your icky guy. We talked about this already, but, like, it's really important to find your icky guy and to really think about that before you go to school. Or at least have the means to go to school again. And if this is like really critical, if you're someone thinking about going to grad school, and this is the best advice I ever got. I, I might have said it. I'm say it as many times as I can. But if you're thinking about going to grad school, I'd really say take the time to figure out who you are as a human being. And especially if you're going to be going to grad school for art, because it's a reflection of you and it's a reflection of what you want to bring to the world and if you can't answer those questions then you're not going to be able to to really utilize that program to the fullest because it's only there to help push you to that next level and to give you some sort of a certification of your personal achievement school basically gives you a certificate to say that you know how to follow the rules to make somebody else money that's what it really comes down to you're, you can now be uh, an employee or a player in the game is all the certificate really gives you now. You're yeah. a better player. You're a certified player. Honestly, that's what it comes down to. But it's still kind of all like, like, did it really help me get a better job? 
I'm, I'm Bitch, you're self-employed. You're self-employed. Like, what are you talking about, job? But it did give me a lot of... It, it gave, gave me foundation. the experience. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it gave me the experience to be able to have the confidence to do that. Yeah. So, again, if you... Did I have this plan in the beginning? Maybe, sort of. I just knew I wanted to work with Clay. I didn't really have a plan. But you form it along your way and you do it. The one thing I do want to kind of touch on, though, is like, and you can tell me if you want to say something else before I talk about this topic. Let's talk about it. After college, like, especially if you're someone who went directly from high school into college, or I would even argue directly into any program, whether it was like, um, you know, going abroad or whether it was even like the armed forces or something like that. Like, I think doing something right out of high school or right at 18 or 16 or something like that, and then it being done, and then it's suddenly just over and you are existing as a human being, there's something so hollow about that experience. Well, the thing is, it's because our society is driven that way. Like, there's a certain accolade that you push, 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 push towards. And once you get there, like, everybody, what's the, when you're a kid, what's your number one accolade? I want to get a doctor. I want to be a doctor. I want to get this top degree. Yeah. And then once you start climbing out. And then once you get to there and you realize, like, okay, I'm here. Okay, what's next? Nobody really tells you or prepares you. For that next step, you know how do you how do you now take these skills and apply it to something else? Especially how do you make yourself no marketable? You have, no, no one gave you or let you have creativity or imagination as a kid either. Like if if your art programs, if all those things were taken away from you, and then suddenly no one is telling you what the next step is, and you have to be the creative one to figure it out. Yeah. Man, that is so anxiety provoking. It's like no wonder certain people. It's like you're leading them to fail. You get what I'm saying? Because we don't, I feel like our after school programming, like like post-graduation programs, are, are super limiting. The problem is our school system does not teach kids how to function in life. and Like, that's the problem. Like, yeah. we learn that through interactions, through mistakes, through other things that we had that kind of fills in the time around our priority, which is school when we're a kid. And that's how we learn how to function in society. But there are certain little facets and skills that I think that they need to teach the kids at a young age, or at least expose to us or give us options to learn about this stuff. Cause that's what it really comes down to. Like even then, like applying for jobs or like they don't, or interview prep and stuff. They don't necessarily prepare you to that shit until it's like, Oh, it's two months and we're about to kick you niggas out and you got to start paying off your bills. And what you, you got $90,000 you got to pay off in six months, don't you? Huh, let me teach you some skills so you can land an entry-level job. It's shit and like it's that. Like those entry-level jobs, oftentimes it's internships and shit like that. Like you don't get paid for maybe sometimes a year. Well, those like, are the jobs they want you to take during the summertime. Between the times when you should get doing self-exploration, you right. should be traveling. You should be trying other things to see me. Like, Growing as a human being so that you can be the best you can be in whatever field you're trying to do. Yeah. Diversity is necessary in every single department. Yo, big facts. Yo, big facts. Straight up, yo. And the thing is, and this is actually, that's a perfect segue. Like you were saying, like they don't prepare you for life after college. Because like now, the NCAA has yeah. outlined plans to start letting their student athletes make money off of fucking endorsement deals, guys. 
I like, mean, fucking finally. It's you about think that that's like already a thing. It's about damn time, but it's basically like what you're just saying, where like these students, these these athletic programs are filled with underprivileged kids who sacrifice everything, who work so hard to get these full rides to these universities, to these brands that Mr. Singer cheated and helped lie and get people His into. Side door. His side door program. But these kids help these programs bring in billions of dollars in revenue every year. These places well, go- certain certain programs. No, but they all do like depending on what the, the, the sport is. It could be basketball, it could be football, well, it could be tennis. Basketball it be and football are pretty much the main ones that bring in revenue. I, but it's, it depends on what the program. We're just talking about like what what's seen in the public. But again, we went to a private school. What was the main sport there? Equestrian. Football was, but equestrian was the next biggest thing. And we have national championships in yeah. equestrian. Who the fuck can afford equestrian lessons and afford Rich a horse? Kids. Rich kids. Thank you. So it's just crazy that these universities went out and they would collect talent, if you want to be honest. They go out and they scout and they get these kids at young ages and they try and get them to sign over. Michael Jordan Jr., Patrick Ewan Jr., Sha- Shaquille O'Neal Jr., all these kids, they try to recruit them 16, 17, you know, get them to sign these things because they know the money that's going to come with the name. They know all this stuff, but then they don't give the kids the time. Like, they don't give them no opportunity to break in any of that revenue. Thinking about the sales from the tickets, ad revenue, the merchandise, the food from the motherfuckers coming to the shit. The family that's supporting and doing all these things. Well, even that, but just like, just think about their their own name. Like, the your brand. name is a brand. Yes. And I think this was one of the biggest things with Chappelle when he was like before, uh, you know, Comedy Central, and then before all of that was hashed out. Yeah. One of the biggest things he said was like, "Boycott me, boycott my brand because I don't own my name." Yeah. Like at this, it was like on some Prince shit. It was almost like he wanted to change his name at that point and start fresh because it's not even like he could have done another Chappelle show or another thing of that nature because his name was tied to a contract that he didn't own. It's the same thing with these kids. Like how are you gonna how are you gonna own somebody's name? You and know what I'm saying? That's fucked up. Not even own their name because they don't let them show their names. That's the difference. That's the difference. Is once you pledge allegiance to our school. Now, that's the thing. Like, you, whatever you are, all your millions of fans, who you are as an influencer, now that brings us money. That brings us revenue. You can't get a piece of it. But now, with these new rules, they're going to allow them. So the thing is, what's really cool and it kind of sucks, it's kind of on like a scaling thing. If you are the class, you know, the number one nigga, if you are the Carmelo Anthony, LeBron James, the Dwayne Wade, the upcoming dude like that, the Zion Williams and all that, you're going to probably make more money from this new deal that's going to happen. And the secondary guys are going to get paid as well, but they're not going to be getting paid as much. They're talking about the main guys could be estimately on average making up to two hundred to $300,000 a year if, from the way the numbers are looking. The main guys? Yes, the oh, main, like the number one guys, like these guys who are top influencers online who have these crazy followings in social media. Okay. So that's what they're realizing. And it's crazy because... A while ago, we were all talking shit, and people were upset with LeVar Ball and what he was doing with his boys and Big Baller brand, and everybody was like, yo, your antics are crazy, and why are you doing that? And that that got, um, one of the kids got banned from coming to college, you know, so that's why he had to, Melo, that's why Melo had to go across seas, because he couldn't qualify to go to college because of all, he was making money and all that other shit that they did. 
So he made another alleyway for his son to not only make money, not only still own his brand, still show off his skills, and still get invested in and get drafted into the NBA. And now it's leading a team. So it's one of those things where it's just really cool to see, like, how, yeah, LeVar was a dickhead. But what LeVar did. Yeah, I think that that was another part of the big problem. He he was was, a dick. Like, especially overseas, he was acting up and he was doing (laughs) reckless shit. He needed, he, again, we talked about it with the prince. Attention is the new currency. True. So you need an asshole with the head of your brand. Look at Kanye. How is he a billionaire? They talking about, he can't even hold up a conversation when I'm talking about rubber duckies type shit. I'm just being an asshole. But I'm just trying to say, like, Kanye is just a little that off, supposedly, what everybody is trying to suppose. And it is what it is. But it's just one of those things where, like, it's just great and it's amazing to see that these dudes are going to be making money now because these universities have been breaking in cash, raking in so much cash. And then it sucks, again, going back to the shitty-ass documentary to see how these rich people can lie Mm-hmm. And take advantage of these systems again. Where again, this 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 brand benefits from underprivileged kids being the star and fueling it. And then we're gonna lie and get some rich kids to kind of piggyback off of it and sneak them in here as well, you know, and take up another spot. And then they're gonna walk off. That's kind of dickheadish. That's kind of fucked up, man. And it shows that money rules the world. And that in a capitalist society, what are you gonna do? I mean, honestly... We're I all consumers and everything is a product. Everything is a fucking product. We are the product. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? We're consumers. We're basically consuming ourselves. It's very cannibalistic in a, mental, in, in a kind of... In a way. But I think a way to think about it... To take away the message from the documentary and something I think is important to touch upon. Man, don't stress about necessarily what college you get into because at the end of the day... It's just bragging rights. Like there, the the only thing getting into Alfred did positively for me was that the knowledge was great because there aren't that many ceramic programs in the U.S. right now. So like that, it was very specialized. But like for most things, you don't necessarily need a degree from Stanford. You don't necessarily need a degree from Harvard. Like for for Co- what? Listen, college may not be the key. Because even once you have the degree, you still need the experience. Yeah. And even so, with, like, dude, honestly, three years, rather, of, three years of doing a business, I gained more leadership knowledge. I gained so much that college didn't teach me. Yeah. And that was like, I'm still learning. I'm learning lessons through life. And but, that's another thing. Life will kick you in your ass. Life will yeah. teach you certain things. And that's the thing. There are certain things at school can only teach you school is only going to give you the tools it's what you do with those tools what you make of it how do you paint that portrait how do you build that building that's what it really comes down to that's why it's important to like really think of it as a self-investment yeah because you really got to work on self as you're doing all this stuff yeah i agree i totally fucking agree with you a thousand percent facts facts and then i guess we're going to end off the podcast with some plug talk. With some motherfucking plug talk. You want to show them my new yes! favorite thing? So everybody know about Darnell Rollins, a.k.a. Mr. Ashley Larry. You got to put it up close to the camera. They can't okay. see that. I'm, they, you got glasses. I know you can't see that from that far away. Ooh, show them the other side of the package. Look at that. So it's called I'm Rich. 
ultra-rich shea butter or ultra-rich body lotion by Ashley Larry. Um, this shit is amazing. It's CBD-infused lotion, shea butter. I have eczema. I've dealt with eczema my entire life. If you know me, I'm actually two-toned on my skin. If you look at me hard enough, a nigga look like a goddamn panda. It's kind of weird. That's why I call myself panda, and I got a panda tattooed on me. I saw Ashley Larry talking about this new product that he was creating because he has this new brands of lotions and stuff that he's been pushing. And I usually don't, I'm not a trendy nigga. I don't do stuff like that. I don't like going behind people, but I love Darnell Rollins and I love the fact that he's trying to step away from Chappelle's brand and he's trying to become his own entity. So when I saw that it was a CBD infused lotion, I was like, I gotta hop on this shit. This shit smells delicious. It smells like it cake. It smells so good. It smells amazing. And I'm not gonna lie to you, like, I would get up and go to the camera and do all that, but you won't be able to hear me. But, like, it, it's helped with my ashiness. It's helped Yo, with my eczema. Yo, smooth as fuck the other day. Before like, he even put the lotion on. I didn't put, I haven't put lotion on the whole weekend. Like, I only been really? using, yeah, I, yeah, I only put the lotion on during the week and stuff. And it's been helping my skin, keeping me hydrated. It's been doing good shit. So I don't we don't get paid for this shit. This ain't no sponsored no. stuff. But if There's you have yeah, if you have skin problems, if you're looking for alternate product, I mean yeah, stuff like that that you are in the market for, look into the the, the, the raw edge Ashularies on wrist shit. It's amazing. And that's what I'm saying, there are a lot of similar products out there. Word, my uncle's cousin my uncle's uh, family got some uh, similar product out there as well, C B D stuff, Massachusetts, locally grown, locally made. So, yes, there are a lot of similar products out there as well. New York just, again, motherfucking legalized marijuana and did all its fun shit. People, I heard all my cousins and shit is walking around smoking weed in front of the police and acting all crazy. Literally smoking, blowing the weed in the cop's face and the cops is like, enjoy. They're not saying nothing. They're not getting mad. They're letting them do what they want. So it's I mean, like, after all this time, it's you like gotta free, expect people is gonna be acting a little crazy with it. It's like, like free the titty. It's like yeah, literally. It's like, like so. It's amazing I to see. It. And but that's what I'm saying. Like now, there's gonna be a new wave of entrepreneurs, which is really dope. So again, we were just talking about college. College might not be the way. College might not be the key. You might be an innovative person. You might be able to think outside the box. You might be very talented. You might just be really good at one fucking thing that you want to share with the world. With the way technology is and the way things are going, when there's a will, there's a way. And if you love it, there's a way to monetize it. There's someone else out there who is just as interested in it as you are. So you just have to find a way to curate that thing, whatever the fuck it is, to make it into a product. And you know what? I'm going to just say something as an artist myself. That doesn't mean to scam people. Oh, no. I okay? Mean, I mean, like, I mean, make quality product if you're about to sell some shit. Do something because you love it first. Yeah. And if you find that this is something that you want to turn into a business, then that's great. But you got to remember that some, coming with a, becoming a business and doing something for monetary gain also puts a lot of pressure. And suddenly, things aren't a hobby anymore. Yeah. It takes on a whole different life. So have these things in mind and make sure that you still have have other aspects and avenues in your life that are just for you that are things that give you joy still that are things that are relaxing but make make quality work make something that you yourself are fucking proud of yo you're yeah. like yes this is the shit yeah i'm so, the shit like make like make sure you got that attitude because people can feel it in your work yeah 
damn, she put that, we put that WAP on them. Okay. Sorry, but I haven't, listen. That, that's all it is. Like, honestly, it, it's just, a, it's amazing to see Virginia changing its laws. It's crazy oh, to yeah, see. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Virginia. I, you know what? Sh- actually, special shout out to New York. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. No, you, you Sh- special shout out to New York because they are decriminalizing in the proper way, in my opinion. No, they, they, like, they, they specifically they, included expungement and certain yes. things in the legislation in these things to make sure that they healed the community. They did right by the community. And that's why I'm saying now. Like, this is a right by us. It's it just as people, as minorities, that this war on drugs has been constantly pushed against us. It's yeah. a fucking right for us to be a part of this industry. So a lot of people who have been fucking pot smokers and all those things and all that nature, you, motherfucking use that. Use, use that 10 years in the black market. You're selling, growing, all that shit. Put that shit, put it on your resume. Figure it out. Talk to somebody. You could always make something look some type of way. And make yourself marketable. Let's make this shit happen, y'all. It's about black entrepreneurs. We got to take this shit over. We got to take back. We got to take the weed back. We got to take the cannabis back. We got to take the blocks back. We got to take the money back. We ain't playing these games. Motherfuckers playing games, bro. We got to take the ashiness back. Fuck out of here. And we get the pudginess back. I'm trying, I'm trying to get rid of some of my pudginess. You're trying to take it back. Why are you trying... Why are you saying you're trying to take back ashiness and pudginess? You're trying I'm, I'm to get try, rid of them. Try, yeah, exactly. Cause, you know, I'm well, trying why are you trying to take it back? I'm trying to change it. I'm trying to change it, okay? Why are you trying to look into what I'm trying to say when I'm high and I'm just preaching? Because I'm, I'm on my soapbox. I'm on my soapbox right now. Don't be kicking me off my soapbox. Nah. Yes, exactly. I agree with Mad Pride. We want to support black-owned weed businesses. And we all know where all the weed money is coming from. Ain't no black person got millions of dollars just sitting on that side just to just do that. And if he do, nigga, he got he gonna use that money on other shit. I'm gonna be honest with you. Look at DMX, seventeen kids, nigga. My money gotta be diversified. I gotta pay off a lot of bills, yo. It's a lot of the little the little motherfuckers that gotta be fed. That is a lot of children. It's Latisha, the Quanta, the Tuta, the Twanta, the Puanta, the Fleeta, the Fanta, it's Swanta, it's Leisha, it's Quinta. Yeah, nigga, fuck out of here. Oh, all those baby mamas, nigga. I got a lot of bills, oh, and that money gotta work for us. That's all oh I got to say. God. Fuck what you heard. That's hilarious. I love X, man. Oh, I know a lot of people. I don't care. I love X. Say what you want. I, I've even seen people now on Twitter talking about cancel X and all this other shit because of his no. earrings. Fuck y'all, Please niggas. Don't fuck y'all, my face. I feel like yo. I hate when people do this. They always want to cancel. They always want to do shit when somebody died. Like, he been doing that for 30 years. I would have canceled Prince Philip before. I was canceling him when we was talking shit before he passed. Y'all wouldn't have tried to, my thing is, y'all wouldn't, they wouldn't have tried to cancel him if he was alive. DMX had cursed all y'all niggas out. That's all I gotta say. So, all y'all trying to cancel the ex, cancel the monster. Y'all can't do it. I come back. that's the thing. And you know what? What, like, they, DMX is proof to me that if, if Jesus ever lived, Jesus hung, with the gangsters, the strippers, the thugs, and the hoes. And he was forgiven. And he was forgiven. Because my thing is, is like, that was an anointed man. Yes, like, he was. Like you said, he would stutter sometimes. And he was going through his shit. But anytime he was talking about God, he was solid. It like, lit up. It was something about when he talked to, to, when he talked about God, there was something in his face that you could see. Like, even yeah, the people, when they got around him. Like, the thing was, was his relationship with God was like what you're talking about. It was healing, and he brought people together. Yeah. Like, yeah, some of his music might have de- 
like got some people angry and whatnot. And you know what? Actually, let me say this. If his music gets you mad and you don't like what he's talking about, I argue that you're more upset about the circumstances that put him in that situation. And we need to think about how to change that and how to work together to be a better society than to be mad at the person himself. Because a lot of times in the music, because this is coming from a fan. I've listened to his music since I was a kid. I may not have understood it again, like I said, to the fullest. And I may never understand to the fullest. I don't think I ever could. But the older I get, I get little glimpses and I, I feel more and I connect with people. So it's like to hear the music, to hear his struggle, even in one of his songs, he was like, yo, I didn't want to do this person the way I did him. I gave him chances, but he took my kindness for weakness. I had to do what I had to do. There's certain things he talked about he wasn't happy about. These are a lot of his own personal demons that keep him up at night. So you can be mad if you want to, but his music is his outlet. He was a street dude. His mother, and this is one thing I had to talk to my mom, an OG, a real DMX, like Eve. My mom was a rough motherfucking yeah. rider like that. And my mom had the haircut when Eve first came out. DMX, she was so cute with that haircut. DMX, so at the age of seven, his mother took him to a group home and said, we're just going here real quick. I'm just going to show you this place. And she dropped him off. She, she left him there. She never told him and never came back. He never saw his mother again after that. So, you know, it's one of those things where his entire life, he couldn't trust no one but his dogs. He couldn't really trust any. All he knew was the streets. All he knew was how to fend and defend for himself. You know, so it's things like that where seeing that that man going through that much pain, and you know, especially as a, as a mama's boy, I don't know what it would feel like to be abandoned by my mother. I will choke that bitch if she ever says she was leaving me. I am dragging my mother wherever she thinks she's not going. You are coming with me. I love you too much, mama. But I'm sorry. Was <laughs> <laughs> that love? I think that was love. <laughs> but long story short, like, he went through so much, and he shared that openly with the world. And then when he finally found God, like, he really, he literally, he wanted to share that. Whatever he felt with God, that relationship, Lord, give me a son. All that stuff, all those preachers, all the, even then, like, yo, every event DMX came to, he was the one who started it with a prayer. Yeah. It's things like that. Like, like you, that nigga was anointed. He was, he was touched. He was guided. He was blessed. He was spiritual. And he will be missed. Sincerely. Like, honestly. And it, it sucks. It really does suck. Like, now, I wish I could get my Uncle Mike drunk so I could just hear him bark for 30 minutes. Because <laughs> I always wondered when my Uncle Mike got this, whoo. Who shit from? I'm and I was sure like, I got fuck? a video of Uncle Mike in my phone right now, actually. Like, but yo, it's just crazy. It's just like, and like, what my mom's saying, like, a lot of people don't know the love that us coming from New York, the Bronx, like, seeing this man as gritty as he was, yeah. make it and just not give a fuck and still show people, you know, like that. That's what was crazy. That 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 was so amazing and like. He's going to be missed. He's going to be missed, man. And I think on that note, we don't want to end this all sad. We want y'all to be happy. Pray for my crackhead stepdaddy. We need to send him to rehab. We need to send, like Amy Winehouse, he need to go to rehab. And he said, no, no, no. We need to send this nigga to rehab. So please pray for him. Um, I love y'all. And you know what? Be happy for DMX. He lived a full life. 17 fucking children. God bless him. Yo, facts. That's what I'm saying. His legacy will live on. And it's, it's amazing, man.
We want y'all to be safe. Enjoy y'all week. Take it easy. Tell your loved ones you love them. Tell everybody we're grateful. Tell everybody you're grateful. You're grateful. Checking on your strong friends. All that good shit. Call your mothers. Call your, I was going to say call your fathers, but we all, if you got daddy issues, don't worry about that. But call your mother. Call your mother. Call your mother. Definitely. I mean, DMS and mommy issues. Call your loved ones. <laughs> Shadow said, not mine. Don't call that. I'm not calling my daddy. Oh, my God. Shadow, don't be mean. Everybody, again, wash your ass. Brush your teeth. Gargle. Yes. Still wear your mask. Be safe. Six feet. Six feet in the grocery store. Word. I'm tired of you motherfuckers riding my ass. Yeah. You double vaccinated, fake ass, social motherfucking Power Rangers running around. Fuck y'all niggas, okay? I'm glad y'all double vaccinated. That's great. All y'all keep getting double vaccinated so we can go back into society. We need herd immunity. Black people are immune to COVID, so I'm not getting um, the, the shot. I'm not doing it. I'm sorry. We would just like to let you um, know Pudge Productions is not a place where we are. You we are not scientific. Yeah. Um, this is a place where you come for laughs and bullshit and conversation with good people and good friends. But I'm letting that niggas on now. <laughs> I'm just going to the beach. I'm getting my vitamin D and I'm going to get my vitamin C and all that other, other ways and my fruits and vegetables and all that good shit, Bobby. Yeah. But um, I'm waiting for the rest of y'all niggas to keep getting it. So keep getting it. Keep getting it. All right. And um, don't get your grandparents sick. If y'all going on vacation, quarantine, yeah, do all that no fun shit. Phillips. Yo. No, we don't want none of that. You know. Life is coming back. Be careful what you say on TikTok. Apparently, drama is causing heart attacks in 99-year-olds these days. Yo. So God just, bless. everybody just be easy. Yeah, keep your family shit to yourself. Stay off Twitter. Don't be, don't be putting your strippers and your poker parties and smoking weeds on everybody on your day, y'all, on your motherfucking Instagram. Okay, don't do it. You will get fired. These niggas is watching you. This cancel culture shit is real. Coronavirus kills. Weed kills. Exactly. Niggas, y'all need to just watch out. Just watch out. Get your weed. Just get your vitamin safe. D. Just, just be, be safe. safe. Just Facts. Don't, just listen. Just, yeah, just be safe. Be safe. We love y'all. And um, we see y'all niggas next weekend, right? 420? Sunday? 420. 420. Same time next week. Same time, y'all. I love y'all. Be safe. I'll let pudgies. Peace.